That's good to have you back with us. The Jaguars even up their record at two apiece. Big win in London. Uh, they get it done against Atlanta. And, hey, football as we know it, football as it should be, you get it for a consecutive week. 9.30, folks. Get up. Be ready. Jaguars football. They're second in a row in London alongside Hayes Carline. My name is Rick Ballou. So, uh, Hayes, I mean, I can't think of anything better than getting up, having some coffee, and watching Jaguar football. Yeah, absolutely, Rick. Are you a Bloody Mary guy or are you a screwdriver? Oh, yeah. Screwdriver? What's your morning go to for a, a for a tailgate? Mary. Yeah, Bloody Mary. I'm a Bloody Mary. Yeah, I, I've never been able to drink those. You know, it's a, it's really about the only thing when it comes to the world of booze that I just it's the tomato. It's not the vodka. Uh, but I just I'm not a big tomato guy. Like I like pizza, but uh, but in terms of in terms of the the drink like V8, like I don't know whether it's my grandparents used to drink that stuff when I was a kid, and I don't know if it's 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 just I've got a mental block on like tomato juice. So my dad loves go Bloody Marys. Though. I mean, he absolutely loves them, but. If I'm drink, usually if I'm going to drink in the morning, I'll just drink my usual go tos anyway. Um, but uh, but anyway, I, I would be more of a, a screwdriver guy than a, a Bloody yeah. Mary guy. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. But I, yeah, I like a spiced up Bloody Mary with some with some olives and some celery and some yeah. pepperoncinis. You know, you put some major peppers in there, some zing zang, and it'll get things going uh, for you in the morning. Uh, let's say hello to our sponsor as well before we get straight to the. Uh, at this point, you know, we need to get straight to Buffalo, a huge contest yeah. coming up here on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank our good buddy, John Spicklemeyer, and how uh, t- you call him? I mean, 471-7155 uh, for your car insurance needs. John's done such a fantastic job uh, managing my car insurance. He saves me tons of money. About every six months, I pay it. And every time I, I shop it with him, and he finds me a better rate. So uh, it, you, you owe it to yourself. This is something, obviously, we we all have to have, but don't be paying too much for it and uh, and have them look over your policy and just make sure that you're not paying too much. Um, so give John a call, 471-7155, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. And Rick, I, I think there's a lot to this game that uh, a lot of ins and outs. We focused on the offensive line a ton, obviously, throughout the week on your show and uh, our show and things like that. And, and that's certainly important. And we can continue to break that down. But like you said, it's, you know, we're recording this a little later in the week. And I tell you, there's something that I haven't heard anybody talk about. And f- forgive me if it's something that you've brought up on Into the Night, but it's something I want to get your opinion on. I would travel Tyson Campbell on Stephon Diggs, but I don't think Mike Caldwell was really asked it. I don't think Doug Peterson has been asked it, uh, and they haven't really done that. They haven't. They haven't usually wanted to do that. But in this matchup, I am not letting Stephon Diggs beat Darius Williams. If he's going to beat me, he's going to beat me with Tyson Campbell. Uh, w- what are your thoughts on, from a coverage standpoint, how the Jaguars might attack this matchup against the Bills? Well, you know, unfortunately, they really don't try anything. Uh, let's just call it outside the box. I yeah. Mean, you can go back to a few weeks ago, and uh, they allowed the best player. I mean, Stephon Diggs is the best player on the offensive side of the football, perhaps not named Josh Allen, uh, the Buffalo quarterback. Uh, three weeks ago, you would have thought that they would have done something to try to eliminate the best player on Kansas City's defensive uh, side of the football field and Chris Jones. And, 
for the most part, Jacksonville left a, a rookie out there in Anton Harrison and only his second career start with very little help chipping from either a tight end or a running back. So based on that and what we've seen so far, I would say the chances of that happening are probably slim and none. I think another way of looking at it, and you know, you can do what you want with the mathematics here, the analytics, but Darius Williams had a really good season so far as far, you know, as far as a coverage corner. And you know, I don't think there's any doubt. You you look at what Buffalo's done, it's it's so impressive. Uh they're plus eighty four for the season on their um, you know, points scored, points allowed. And on the flip side of all of that, they've won three straight games by an average of 30 points. They have not seen a defense even remotely close to the way the Jaguars played this year. I mean, Jacksonville's played good enough on that side of the football to win three of their four football games. So I don't hate it. I personally like to see it. It was fun to watch Ridley against uh, Tyson Campbell back during training camp when, in fact, that was the case. Uh, nothing about Gabe Davis. I think he's a quality number two wide receiver, but absolutely, if you let Stephon Diggs beat you, uh, then you can ask those questions. Why didn't they make the significant in-game changes? Uh, that'll be a lot of fun to monitor on Sunday. Yeah, and you make a great point about Darius Williams. He is coming off a pick six, and and I get that, that he is playing well, but I don't think he's Tyson Campbell, and I think in these matchups, You've got to put your star on their star. And Diggs, to me, is clearly their star. Uh, Gabriel Davis certainly has had some gigantic games before. But I'm I'm curious to see how this goes. Because, to me, this is an indication of, is Mike Caldwell growing as a defensive coordinator in year two? Because I just feel like, if you are, like the Vic Fangios, the, the Wade Phillipses, the Jim Schwartz, I got to imagine they would be traveling their best corner on digs. I mean, I just, I just think that that's just something that you do. Um, and so I'm very curious to see how they handle it. I, and I will be very disappointed if Stevon Diggs has a huge game with, in, with Darius Williams in coverage, but, uh, but we'll see it. Um, you know, obviously a ton of talk about the offensive line. Cam Robinson is, is eligible to play. It certainly seems like he's going to start at left tackle, although Doug Peterson didn't want to confirm that uh, on Friday. How do you expect the offensive line to be, and and what kind of challenge do they face against the Bills? Well, it's a huge challenge, even though you you can look at Buffalo and they give up 6.3 yards a carry. They've taken on the fewest rushes of uh of any nfl defense so far this year i mean what they've done is they've made teams one-dimensional and teams have forced to pass against them in the second half I, i'd love for this game to play out where jacksonville could be balanced could they get 30 rushing attempts against buffalo and if buffalo continues to bend in that situation then you know that that could be the way that the jaguars actually uh in fact do win this football game i i, I you know I think Buffalo's going to win. I think they're a better football team. But I, I would like to see Jacksonville improve on some things on Sunday. Uh, with the return of Cam Robinson, I would like to be able to see them sustain some drives when it comes to running the football. I honestly, you know, obviously want to see them improve uh, once again on third down. I guess they did last week. They're up to just barely over 30% uh, for the season. So, this cam thing is something we've been hammering all off season, really ever since the draft pick with Anton Harrison and, and the day before when it was announced that he would miss the first four games. 
I'm really surprised they didn't work him anywhere else, but they didn't. So he returns at left tackle. You take your best offensive lineman so far this year, put him at left guard. Um, I think Fortner hasn't played well. He got the vote of confidence. Uh, right now, the only guarantees that I have, Hayes, for 2024 is Harrison at right tackle and Walker Little at left tackle. I mean, you got a $29 million cap figure on Sheriff. The Ben Barch deal is over. And Fortner, I think, has to improve his play if he's going to return at center. So looking at it that way, it doesn't make sense to move Little. But they're not thinking about 2024. They're thinking about trying to win a football game this week against the Buffalo Bills. I I hope that left side uh, becomes a dominant left side. I hope Walker Little can be as good uh, as he has been at left tackle. And, you know, what if Cam doesn't have his sea legs? And what if Walker Little, we find out, okay, we've talked about it, but he's not nearly as good of a left guard as he is a tackle, then all of a sudden you got a couple of problems. So that entire offensive line is going to be uh, really pretty, pretty fascinating to watch. And as you know, that whole pass block win rate, again, the new analytics that keep popping up, Jacksonville's 29th in the NFL, taking on a Buffalo team that's third in pressures and number one in sacks. So, I mean, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't a perfect, uh, matchup for Jacksonville, you know, to try to get this thing rolling. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are a very good football team. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and Rousseau is, is going to be inactive. So that certainly, uh, you know, is, yeah. is not ideal for Buffalo, but they, they are, they're loaded. And, you know, if you're leading the NFL in picks percentage and sack percentage, then obviously your Russian cover is incredibly elite early on. So um, I, yeah, I, the other thing too, that, I just feel like if the Jaguars were more of a seasoned winning club, the conversation would have gone, Cam, you're playing left guard or you're playing right tackle. You're not you're not just gonna be handed back your left tackle job. I mean, this it's not like he, you know, is coming off of an injury and that's why he's right. been out. You know, and even in then I, I have no problem if a player gets Wally pipped. I think that's the nature of the business. If you get hurt, it's unfortunate. But if somebody plays better, they sh- they should have the job. They shouldn't just be well, pulled back out because you got hurt. But at least that I can kind of give a coach the benefit of the doubt from a culture standpoint. Cam Robinson got suspended. Now, he may have made an honest mistake, but he still got suspended. It's still his fault. And, you know, he accepted accountability for it. I, I To me, it this kind of reminds me that the Jaguars are still kind of finding their way as a winning club. Because I, I think if this was going on with the Ravens or the Steelers or the 49ers uh, or the Eagles, I think it would be, look, Walker Little's playing great. We love you, Cam, and we're glad you're back. But we need you at left guard. And that's mm-hmm. where you're going to play. And and that conversation really would have been had, to your point, going into training camp to get him some work there in case Walker Little played great through the first four games. Um, you know, and, and the other part to it as well is, yeah, there's there's no guarantee Cam Robinson would be good at left guard. Well, there's certainly no guarantee Walker Little is going to be good at left yeah. guard. I mean, look, yeah. we, we've seen it here. Luke Jokel was a fledgling left tackle after being selected second overall in the draft. They tried him at left guard, and he got his ass kicked in about every other week because he couldn't handle the power of that position that it requires. Uh, and and I think Walker Little is bigger than Jokel, but I do fear the same thing happening 
because he's just it's different when you're going up against edge rushers compared to you know the beefy uh, defensive tackles that you'll see. So it's a real concern. Um, even if it goes well, even if Walker Little is the superior player at left guard and Cam Robinson does find his sea legs early, they still have to all gel together, which I think is a is a whole other issue. So I, I'm with you. I think the Bills win this game. I, I think it's probably pretty comfortable. If I had to bet it, I would give the five and a half. I think I think it probably comes in at 34-24, you know, something like that. Uh, you know, Buffalo's just playing at such an elite level that uh, I think it's going to be difficult for the Jaguars. But obviously the big intangible is the travel. Rick, we've done that trip. In, in 2014, we went from Cincinnati straight to London for the whole week. Now, it wasn't two games, but it was a nine-day trip. And I don't know about you, but I damn sure was ready to get back home. And I wasn't even having to play in the games. Um I, I worry, I understand people saying, well, the Bills are at a disadvantage because they're having to make the trip this week. And I get that. But man, I think the Jaguars face a gigantic middle challenge when it comes to locking in on this game and not peeking ahead to being back at home. These guys haven't seen their, you know, girls in 10 days. You know, they haven't been able to party the way they want to party in 10 days. And I, I think that matters. I think it's hard to block that stuff out. And, and go be mentally locked into a football game when I, I have to think that by Thursday, the, the first conversations were, boy, I can't wait to get on that plane on Sunday night. And I, I, think, that's, I think that's every bit the disadvantage for the Jaguars that it is for the Bills having to travel. But am I way off there? No, 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 no. I bet they're fried. I mean, honestly, it's, it's, it's awful. It, it, it may sound luxurious, it may sound romantic. It's it's awful. There, there's nothing good about this. Uh, that week we spent at the Grove, you know, years ago. It's just too long. And you know, London's not a happy-go-lucky place where you know you're outside in the sunshine and you're looking at the beach. No, it's it's cold. It's dreary. It's wet. It's it's not enjoyable. And I, I honestly hope they fight uh, to not allow this to be something that all of a sudden is common that you're going to have the home game there every year. Oh, you're already here. Why don't you stick around for another week and have an away game? I, I honestly hope they, they do fight in, in that particular area. It's a shorter trip from Buffalo. All right. They got in last night. Um, I, I do think uh, that that is a concern because it, it is a major difference uh, as far as the jet lag and overcoming it. I understand they're professionals. I understand they travel on, uh, very, you know, very nice charters where they have couches and beds and they have all the uh, hydration and nutrition that they need, but it's it's still a huge inconvenience. So I do think that that could be somewhat of a, an intangible. And honestly, I don't know who it favors. You can make the case it favors Jacksonville because they're accustomed to it, or you can make the case that it favors Buffalo because they're getting in or they're getting out. You know, I said running the football. I I. I'm old school when it comes to run and stop the run. Uh, to me, running the football does so much for you, including taking time off the clock and tiring out your opponent's defense, but it also gives your defense an opportunity to rest on the sideline. I think in this contest, though, what Jacksonville has to do if they pull off the upset, they need to take deep shots. And frankly, Trevor Lawrence just hasn't been able to set his feet. He's the worst-ranked quarterback right now 
in the NFL when he is pressured, and he is pressured, you know, in just over two seconds. He's even the touchdown pass last week was off his back foot to Ridley. The one he missed Christian Kirk on, he didn't see him because he was being flushed out of the pocket. If you could just get this defensive line, or excuse me, offensive line to hold on to their blocks for another two tenths of a second, then maybe some of these routes will open up. And uh, this is a decimated secondary. Poyer's going to come back and play. He missed last week. We know Trey White's out. That's a blow. There are other corners, a game-time decision. So all of a sudden, I look at this secondary as possibly the way that the Jags pull off this upset. But frankly, we have not seen nearly enough deep balls this year that I expected after four weeks. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And you would think that would be a strength of this team. And, uh, you know, particularly because of how diverse the the receiving core is, you can argue it doesn't have a, a dominant star. And, and I probably would come with you on that. But it does have three outstanding players and uh, Ridley Kirk and, and Zay Jones. I mean, I say outstanding. That trio is outstanding. Very few teams have three guys that are that are collectively that good. And and that's without Ingram, but obviously you're not really you know throwing a forty yard ball down the field to him. But uh, but I am surprised because I really thought that because of the versatility in the passing game, there would be matchups where Ridley would be deep, Kirk might be deep, Zay Jones certainly could be deep, and they would take some advantage of that, and and maybe even work Agnew in a little bit. And they just have not been able to do it. And you know, I think it's a big challenge. Uh, it, it's going to be uh, a lot of confidence is going to have to be put from the coaches into this offensive line to believe that this this new group can can give Trevor that time. But I, I'm with you. I mean, you're not going to win this game. I know they beat him nine six a couple years ago because that was a fluke. Uh, you're not going to win this game scoring less than twenty four, in my opinion. Yeah. So I mean you you've gotta you've gotta go into it thinking I have a number in my head. I know like Press Taylor doesn't wanna you know doesn't want to acknowledge that. Doug Peterson doesn't want to acknowledge it. But it's just common sense that every time you go into a game as an offensive mind, you should have an idea, this is the number I need to get to. And I think that number is a minimum twenty four. On Sunday, and yeah, I'd, I'd love to see them run the ball. I, I think they—that's one thing Buffalo hasn't done well—is stopping the run. So absolutely, you know, try and get that going. But they've got to take three or four shots down the field. I mean, just to yeah. keep the Bills honest. So I'm with you on that for sure. Um, so yeah, go how, down swinging. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's one thing to go down watching three balls over the heart of the play. And you right. Take the bat off your shoulder. Go down swinging. If, if you if you turn the ball over, you turn the ball over. But uh, Hey, listen, three offensive touchdowns in the last three in the last three football games. They're going to have to score at least three offensive touchdowns Sunday to win the game. At least three. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. It's it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, oh boy, they got another challenge next Sunday that we'll break down uh, next yeah. week. Uh, but boy, now having to come back. And, and play an Indianapolis team that might be better than what we expected. Uh, that's going to be another uh, tough challenge for this team, potentially 
Hopefully they can come back with a win. Do want to thank John Spicklemeyer one more time before we jump out of here. Give him a call, 471-7155 for your car insurance needs. Make sure you're not spending too much on that. It is jumping. I can tell you the prices of car insurance is jumping through the roof. So you definitely want somebody shopping for the best deal for you. John and his team can certainly do that like they have for me. Give him a call, 471-7155. Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. And uh, Rick, sign us out of here. And uh, what's your score? I, I've got it like 30, what I say, 34-24. I think it's like a 10-point game. How do you see this one going? Yeah, that, that, that sounds pretty good to me. I, I think it was going to be a little bit higher. I, I, I think, uh, you know, I think I'd go 31-21. What did you say, 34? Yeah, 34-24. I guess I'm going lower than you. 31-21, yeah. yeah but I, I like Buffalo to cover. I, I think they're, you know, they're the better football team. Right now, we'll see. And, and you know, really, because we both expect them to lose. And it's just because Buffalo is a better team. But I think the major storyline next week will be if they do lose and they lay it on the field and leave it there like they did against Kansas City, will there be a carryover effect and a hangover like there clearly was against Houston? You can't do that next week against Indianapolis. So that'll be one of the major issues which we will be discussing. All right, you can reach me, Baloo1010XL. On Twitter for your comments. Hayes, how do they reach you? Yeah, feel free to reach out at Hayes Carline. We always appreciate it. We do appreciate your comments. It's frankly the best part of debt, taxes, and Duval. We will talk with you next week. I want to be something.